Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Well, Megan, welcome back. Thanks. (laughs) Long time no chat. You guys, we're doing a part two to this conversation because... When I was chatting with Megan about what I wanted to share with you all, we just kept talking. And I was like, this could easily be at least a two-part series. And I really wanted to spend the amount of time that we did on the previous episode. So if you haven't listened to that one, go back first and listen to the previous episode where we talk about the difference between self-care and treating yourself and like minimum hygiene, human care, health care, and really what that means for you as a business owner how to really step into your identity as a person, what fills you up, what gives you energy. And the reason why we spend so much time on that part of the conversation is because when we start to wrap our heads around that and that we deserve this space to figure those things out, it enables us to grow the confidence. And we were kind of ending the conversation last episode in the confidence realm. But the confidence realm as a business owner, as a woman, as a femme, as a professional, as a human enables us to do so many things in life and business. And the thing that we're really going to linger on today and talk about are my favorite, is my favorite B word ever, and that's boundaries. (laughs) So I would love to hear, before we kind of dive into picking apart like how to set this up and what really helps with boundaries, I kind of want to hear, and I'll share last, what does, we'll start with you, Abby, what does boundaries mean to you? Yeah. So boundaries mean to me a mix of lines in the sand, imaginary walls, like they are firm. Sometimes they're firm. Sometimes they're loose. Depends on who they're with or what they're about. But they are are things we set in place to protect ourselves and things to, to protect our headspace, to protect our feelings to protect our personal security, our money, our, <laughs> our all sorts of things. I, I think in general boundaries, I see them as a tool to 
prioritize yourself and make yourself a priority in a way that like sets you up for success because you're actively communicating with other people what you will and won't do, what you are and aren't going to provide for them. And the cool part is you get to redefine them whenever you want. So at least that's how I look at it. (laughs) Megan, what about you? Well, absolutely everything that Abigail said. But for me to kind of just like simplify boundaries into one sentence, if I could, you know, boundaries are expectations that you communicate. I say often people cannot read your mind. They're not going to know that you don't enjoy this or this drains your energy. So for, for you, boundaries are your way of saying, this is what's okay for me. And this is what's not. And those boundaries are there to help you protect your energy. Like at the at the deepest root level, boundaries are there to protect your energy. Mm-hmm. And the sooner you communicate those, the easier they are to communicate. Yep. Yep. I, I love simple versions too. For me, boundaries are my absolute non-negotiables that protect my mental health. Like for me, mm-hmm. That's what they're there for. And I have learned more and more about because y- you can understand what the boundary is, like, right? Where, or like what the thing is that causes the issue for you. It's overstimulation, or it's talking to having too many meetings if it's a work related thing, or eating too late, or literally whatever. Like your kid hits you. So it could be anything. But ultimately, at least for me, identifying when those things happen or thinking about those scenarios and understanding what is my like, rule around that? What are my boundaries around that? Mm -hmm. They can be more flexible than other people's in various aspects and tighter than other people's. But those once set and once followed ultimately protect my mental health space. They keep me happy. They keep me not depressed. They keep me energized. They keep me safe. And so I think oftentimes when we're talking about boundaries, especially in this conversation of obviously we're a work podcast, we talk about business, management, strategies, et cetera. It's really easy to just think of them in the silo of business, but the more confident you are, the more confident you'll be at setting boundaries in your personal life as well. And I'm telling you, those are oftentimes more beneficial. Honestly, I mean, while I think you should absolutely be setting boundaries in your business, I think you need to practice this at home first. Yes. Yes. (laughs) It's scarier, I think, for some people, but yes. Can you talk to us, Caitlin, a little bit about what... Megan. (laughs) Megan. We have a Caitlin on our team. (laughs) Megan, can you talk to us, Megan, about what you would do to set a precedent? like? You've identified you have a new boundary. How do you communicate it? And Send when? Send out a bulletin. Make a commercial. Like, what, do, what am I supposed to do? I feel mm. like some people feel like they have to make this big thing, but I don't. I don't think it needs to be a big thing. Totally, totally. Well, first of all, kind of like rewinding a bit. A lot of people don't really even know when a boundary needs to be created, and I think uh. that's something that's super important. Like before, you even like you know, say something is you have to know when to create that boundary. And I always say that if you feel something in your body, like a lump in your throat or like a knot in your stomach or like a burning in your chest, like if it's, there's going to be these physical symptoms that are coming up for you when something is happening, that is an easy identifier for you to say, Hey, something is happening here that is, 
something I don't prefer, you know? So what boundary could you set here to kind of ease those symptoms, take away that discomfort? Mm -hmm. If you're dreading certain plans, really sink into your body and like evaluate when you're feeling kind of just like shitty. Do we cuss on this? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) When, When you're feeling shitty, like what, what was it that made you feel that way? And then identify what you could do instead. And usually that's communicating with a person. So say your boss gives you something at 4 p.m. and you clock out at 4 p.m. This is for my people who still have a nine to five or or a client that contacts you at 4 p.m. and your hours are done at 4 p.m. If you don't have that boundary set with yourself that you don't check email after 4 p.m., you're going to probably feel resentful a little annoyed, maybe just like sweaty or just like anxious. And Mm -hmm. you're going to feel like you have to respond that evening. Mm -hmm. So, and you know, you're noticing those things in your body and you're like, how can I prevent this? Mm -hmm. And it's that communication like, Hey, I'm out of the office. I'll respond to you in the morning. And that's how you could set a boundary right then mm-hmm. when your contracts, when you're setting stuff up in the beginning, just communicating like, Hey, these are my available hours. If I don't get back to you, that's why, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just like noticing when you're uncomfortable and kind of analyzing how you can curb that discomfort. Yeah. I think as much as you can do it in advance of it yeah. happening, the easier, like oh. in that situation, I would prefer someone feel like they just don't have to respond at all. Yeah. But I think so often they feel like they must say something. And so if if instead you had set something up in advance or communicated in advance, then it would be less of an issue. But this is is what I see kind of on the same conversation though. I have someone in my life who (laughs) I find that when this person is like complaining a lot about how something is going and they're super defensive and it's a, it's in the talked about in the sense of like, using just this example, like, why do they even think they could email me at four? Why, like, why would they do that? I can't believe they would do that. Like, Mm. obviously. And I find like nine times out of 10, when it's like, Oh, you're getting really defensive about this. This could be me or this person in my life that I'm talking about. And I sit there and check, well, did you tell them that you're like out of office? Did you tell them this thing over here that you didn't want to have this conversation over here or whatever it might be? Mm -hmm. Did you actually communicate the thing? Because if you didn't like, then of course they're going to do that. Yeah. And the cool, but a bit crazy thing about this is like, okay, maybe you did set that boundary. Maybe you said, I'm not going to check messages after four and you get communication after four. I think it's important that we discover people's intent. Yes. And I think oftentimes we read it as they're demanding of us or they need something from us or they're expecting something from us. But maybe you set a boundary and they're setting you up for success. So maybe they sent you a message at four so you wouldn't look at it until first thing tomorrow morning, Mm -hmm. but it would be the first thing on your plate. And so you could look at it with fresh eyes. Maybe they sent it at four because that's the only time they had to email you and they're just getting it out Mm -hmm. as soon as they can, but they don't have any expectations back of you. Oftentimes the feelings we have, the like Mm -hmm. guttural like reactions are our interpretation of how other people feel about us. Yep. And most of the time they're inaccurate. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Uh, Yeah. And something, you know, to that, if you were to respond, 
maybe you set that boundary previously, but if you respond to them and kind of break your boundary, that then becomes a very loose boundary. And we teach people how to treat us. Yep. So when you respond after hours, you're teaching them that it's cool. It doesn't matter. That boundary wasn't real. And then it's just like kind of non-existent. So yep. like, I think that part is so important. We teach people how to treat us and maybe mm-hmm. past you taught them how to treat you. And so like now you're like, why do they treat me like this? Well, you probably allowed it at some point, Mm -hmm. even if the intentions were good, the boundary is kind of just wishy-washy after that. Yeah. So how maybe you did communicate at one point and Mm -hmm. some amount of time has passed, regardless of how much time or how firm you were in the beginning, and you did something to communicate otherwise, even if you didn't actually tell them the thing. How do we reset boundaries with someone when we've broken kind of our own promises to ourselves? Great question. So it really is about just kind of being human, Mm -hmm. just being like, hey, I know I previously said this, and it may have gotten lost in translation. I'd love to kind of reestablish that. Just like a little reminder of the fact that this is how I prefer we did things can be super difficult, but just like admitting that, you know, you're human and things have been wild or or whatever things have been giving yourself that grace and coming from a place of love and respect and hopes that that energy will be reciprocated. Mm -hmm. What do you say to people who feel like they can't implement certain boundaries because they're just the yes woman all the time. And they, they're living in that space of like, but if I don't respond to that person, then all of these things could happen. Now, what if you don't respond to that person? Literally, like, what if you don't like, what's going to happen? Will they be mad? So silence or no, like those are also boundaries, you know, unspoken boundaries. Silence is definitely a boundary. What would happen? Like, they would be mad. And that's the thing. You can't control how people react to your boundaries Mm -hmm. at all. What you can control is how you communicate that. And if silence is the answer, Mm -hmm. that's my favorite way to communicate a boundary. (laughs) Silence. (laughs) Yeah, totally. I think just if you feel like you're a yes woman, I challenge you to kind of dive into that, dig a little deeper, like, why are you a yes woman? What is it that you are truly afraid of? Is it loss of respect, fear of rejection, loss of love? Maybe there's just so many underlying things as to why Mm -hmm. you might feel like you can't set boundaries when in reality, setting those boundaries strengthens that relationship because you're better able to show up with the energy that you want to have versus Mm -hmm the energy that you're interpreting that they think you have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's my yeah. that's my biggest reason to set personal boundaries because 9 times out of 10 the reason why I have a boundary is because I know I'm not going to be able to show up as my best self if I say yes to that thing mm-hmm. or if we do it in this way mm-hmm. and why would I want to go into a situation where I know I'm not going to be at my best? Want to learn exactly step by step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. 
I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Well, I'd love to have like a little marriage corner for a second because <laughs> I honestly, I think if you if you have a partner in life, married or not, if you practice here, it, it gets so much easier elsewhere. And because oftentimes this is the person you see the most often, you interact with the most, whether you want to or not, <laughs> on your good days and on your bad days, right? And so how can we practice this? I think one of the things that has really helped me is when you want to set a boundary, do not set a boundary in the middle of an argument. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I know it sounds I know it sounds obvious, but usually when you're upset is when you want to try to like nail stuff down and be like, I really just wish you would. Da -da 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 -da. They're not listening. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. you set boundaries when you guys are calm and you're chill and perhaps it's, you've taken some space from the thing. I also think it's important that you discuss why it's important to you and what it does for you. It's not about imposing on other people. And I think oftentimes, especially in our intimate relationships, boundaries can be seen as us taking from our partner. My boundary is you must bring me coffee every morning. (laughs) But if instead your partner saw it as an opportunity to take care of you and love you Mm -hmm. and set you up for success, you'd be surprised. They're oftentimes willing to do those things. And so some of the goofy things that I've talked to my partner about that have made such a difference in my mood At one point in our marriage, he primarily made dinner. And then at some point, I kind of started taking over. And I was like, okay, I would be happy. And you always, I love compliment sandwiches. They're my favorite thing. I would be happy to be the person primarily in charge of figuring out what food we're going to have for the week and even making dinner. But here are the ways you can help set me up for success. I would love if you would like chop and prep my vegetables if I start complaining about it. If I make dinner, you have to be the one who does the dishes. Like, I just don't want to put away the leftovers. And then like end with something kind about like why when they do those things, how it makes you feel, how it makes you feel loved or cared for or or just like the mood it sets you up for. Trust me, your partner wants you in a good mood too. Mm -hmm. So like you can then take that practice and implement it in so many other Mm -hmm. areas, especially with clients. I think we have a tendency to either not set any boundaries at all. Like we're just like willy nilly saying, here's, here's what I'm going to do for you. And then like, if they ask something back, then we just like answer. We don't always think about what the implications are on how they're asking a question or when they're asking a question. So either we're not setting them at all, or we're like putting this like very strict process in place. And if they ask a question that's in advance of a certain phase, then like we get weird about it. And like, we feel like they're breaking our process. And I think the cool thing with clients is they just need to know what's next. They need to know what you're actively working on and when they can expect the next set of communication from you. And you can do that all automatically. I know. And it's so cool. And it's, it doesn't have to be this big thing. It's not like you have to lay out every single step and every single boundary and every single everything all up front. Cause that's a super overwhelming for your client, but B, they just don't need to know that piece of the puzzle until then. And so like, how can you set a boundary that's based on the information you need right now? And then like continue to set boundaries later on. Setting boundaries around communication up front is great, but like how they deliver assets or how you offboard them, they don't necessarily need to know your boundaries around when we're done being clients Mm -hmm. until you get there. Anyway, I feel like I could keep going, but (laughs) I have lots of thoughts. Boundaries are good. Boundaries are fun. And I feel like, especially a a lot of our listeners I know are still at a full-time job and are figuring out how to transition from that corporate life to taking on just your own dreamy clients. And right now you're probably breaking a lot of the boundaries that you want to eventually have in place. You're Mm. probably responding to emails late at night. You're taking discovery calls at 9 p.m. You're working until really late or really early. And I just want to remind you and let you know that 
that is a season, you know that. And I want you to know that as soon as you can transition, you can absolutely reestablish those boundaries. And Mm -hmm. I think there are, I feel like for you, it maybe need to be a little bit more obvious restructure of like, my hours have changed bulletin kind of email being sent out to clients because they're absolutely used to the precedent of however long they've been working with you of maybe hearing Mm -hmm. from you at 11 PM. And that's okay. Like just because you want that boundary in the future, but you're quote unquote breaking it now, it, that's not a bad thing as long as we can definitely restructure it in the future. You could have a certain boundary just for the week of a certain holiday oh, and then go back to something different. Like it doesn't, I don't know why people think these boundaries are like you carve them in stone and put them on your grave. Like <laughs> we, we get to decide what that looks like. So tell me a little bit, Megan, about how you see confidence and boundaries being related. Mm. Yeah, well, they're super related. So when it comes to confidence and boundaries, the thing about boundaries is if you aren't accessing your confidence, if you aren't feeling confident, the ability for you to establish a boundary is going to be super difficult Mm -hmm. because you're not confident in yourself and your energy. You know, you don't know, like our last episode, you don't know who you are and what you want you're not going to be able to communicate that boundary because you're actually unsure of what it is that you're needing in that moment. And Mm -hmm. I think that is especially important with clients when we get into things like scope creep. Mm. Yeah. Because we've formed this relationship with that client. We love them, but we're not confident in ourselves and our processes and everything that goes with our business that when they start wanting to add this and add that, we just say yes, because we were that yes person and we're worried that they won't want to work with us anymore. So I would say confidence and boundaries are kind of intertwined in and along with that self-awareness stuff. If you know who you are, you can be confident with that. And then you can set boundaries to protect that. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful yeah. cycle. <laughs> I saw this really interesting TikTok, I'm going to call myself out about someone I was reading this study the other day <laughs> on TikTok. <laughs> I, I saw this guy communicating with a client and it was, it was a design project. And so the designer or the designer had sent the project off. He was waiting for feedback. He heard back from the client and they gave very arbitrary I want it to be bigger, which I mean, every designer's like nightmare, right? Okay. But like, I think this happens all the time, especially when we're talking about scope creep. I think this is so related. So they, you might be in the middle of a project and then someone like randomly says something to you. And instead of saying, oh, I can do that for you. I think this is our time to get really curious. And so say something to the effect of, I'm happy to investigate what that would look like. Just so you know, that's out of the scope of our current project. So I can let you know what those fees are. But before we get into that, I would love to know why you asked about it or what you think it would add to your project. Like, what is your actual goal? Because mm-hmm. if you find out their goal is completely wackadoo, then like <laughs> you can re-put them on the, the street that, oh, well, everything we already have planned is going to accomplish the goal you set out. So I'm, I really don't think we need to make this addition. Yep. Or 
perhaps they're adding something and it's for a different initiative. And so you need to be talking about a whole new project, not adding to your existing one. You I think the expert. Remember, you are the expert. I know. I know. It's our, it's our time to uncover their intent because clients generally mm. just ask for what they think they need. They don't know what they need. And so you have to define as the expert, what is going to move them closer to where they want to go? And is this change or is this addition going to do that? And you get to push back and tell them yes or no. But I think if you do it from a place of making sure we're validating their end goal, then usually they're super respectful of our response because they appreciate the fact that you care what they're trying to accomplish with the change or with the thing. And so I think also as people giving deliverables, we can work on setting the precedent as to why we did the things we did or what our process was to get us here. So clients begin to understand that you didn't just like arbitrarily pick something. Like you didn't just pick a color. You didn't just like pick these words at random. Like if you can walk people through your thought process or walk people through your kind of like expertise roadmap, so to speak, they're going to all of a sudden begin to understand the true value of what you're offering isn't just the thing you're emailing them back or isn't just the thing you're posting over here. It's all the thought that went into the creation behind it. And that's an exciting boundary to put in place and communicate. And I think client communications is one of the probably most overlooked parts of a service-based business, but the part that can most enhance not only your ability to charge more, but your ability to create happier clients and ultimately clients that want and are dying to refer you to new clients moving forward. And it's funny to think that like clear boundaries and expectations and, and scope and all of that would lead to better clients, but but trust does. me, they just want to know what's happening. Energies. Energies. <laughs> yeah, I think honestly, everything that we're talking about today could come back to confidence because that piece specifically is what I'm like kindly yelling at our clients about is like, remember you are the expert. Remember that they're hiring you for a certain project, for a certain skill set. And it is your job, like literally the definition of your job to identify if this is the goal that you have, here's what I can do to help you achieve that goal. Not the other way around. This isn't a client gets to come shop and build their own adventure with you. That That's not what's happening here. Mm -hmm. And I think service providers easily forget that because you have maybe one client that is that way that that is the choose their own adventure type of client and wanting to pick things up every route they every turn they make and you think that that's how every client's going to be but at least back in my day of working with clients the clearer i was about like no this is what you need and this is only what you need based on what you told me then scope creep didn't happen for me that often mm -hmm. yeah totally and something you know along all those lines is we as the experts forget sometimes that we're the expert. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. we allow, like, we have like 
how many dream clients over here that we love, but we allow the opinion of one client over yeah. here that didn't maybe go as expected, maybe a boundary setting didn't have just something happened to this one client. And we allow that client to alter our confidence and our ability to work in our full zone of genius with these dream clients over here. And that's kind of a boundary you have to set with yourself. Like this energy is yours. This is your energy. And this shitty client over here doesn't get to say what you're good at and what your expertise is because you have proof over here that all these clients are getting exactly what they need and you're solving their problems. That's something I always say with the like personal boundaries, like you get to decide who makes you feel a certain way about yourself, like who you give the microphone to, like who Mm -hmm. gets to say anything. And Mm -hmm. that's so important in a good way to kind of remind yourself that you are the expert and you are changing lives is keeping like records little emails, screenshots, whatever of any times like a testimonial or somebody mm-hmm. said, thank you, you're saving my life, like whatever it was, those are ways to help you keep your confidence up to help you continue to establish the boundaries that protect your energy so that you can build the life first business of your dreams, you know? Yeah. I, to me, this gives me so many other things I want to talk about and so many other episode ideas of what I want to dig into. I think one of the things that comes up really quick, and I just want to touch on it for a couple of minutes before we wrap up, is when we allow those people to affect us, especially letting one loud, angry person take away from all the incredible things we've built... I have watched incredibly talented people completely dismantle everything they've built (laughs) and and they'll say they're pivoting. They'll say they're trying a new product or a new offer type or a new whatever because they're unhappy. And really, it was that they got their feelings incredibly hurt. Mm -hmm. And usually by just like one or a couple clients and... What I want to just remind you of is you've built an incredible business. You are incredibly talented. You are an expert. And when we have very clear boundaries and scope and process and systems, then a lot of these things that are irritating you are byproducts of those things either not existing or or not functioning to their fullest capacity. And you changing your offer is not the solution to get you to happiness. Because you're going to, you will, regardless of what you're selling, you will continue to have to be confident, set boundaries, set up systems, set up scope. That doesn't go away with a different offer. No, it's exactly the same. I mean, the scope might be different or what you charge might be different. But then the other kind of thing I see here often is like they feel exhausted from these expectations that these clients put on them that really they just put on themselves about Mm. their clients. And they're like, okay, what if I like dramatically lower my prices then they won't care as much about the deliverables. And I'm just like, False. no, Oh, <laughs> like, like, I'm like, okay, so then you're going to give up one 
potential amazing rewarding client relationship and try to replace it with hundreds if not thousands mm-hmm. of customers that sounds exhausting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so amazing. exhausting that is exhausting yeah you've got to have the confidence in yourself that you are the expert you have the offer and you can have those vip high touch clients and you don't have to serve everyone you know yeah yeah. And if you have a shitty client, we can also fire a client. I yeah. We've had a couple of people recently DM us about it. I have a great previous episode on here that I'm happy to share with anyone. If you do need to fire someone, we got you. A client, definitely send us a message, but that's probably an episode we need to revisit. But just know that so much of this comes back to your beliefs about yourself, your willingness to kind of cut down and not assume what other people think of you, set clear expectations, continually communicate in a way that feels fluid for you, and learn to be confident and that like everything you've set up is enough and everything Mm -hmm. you're doing is what they need. And that doesn't mean you're not going to occasionally get pushed back or have awkward conversations, but those will happen less and less the more confident you become because people will start to see you as the true expert and and trust you along the way because you're just going to continue to attract dreamier and dreamier clients. It is all possible for you. And I'm so excited about what your future looks like. And I look forward to more of you having conversations with Megan inside of our incubator program. If you're at all interested in How do you set up these boundaries? How do you set up the systems around it? How do you define your scope? How do you, like, how does all of this work? No, this is a major part of what we're doing with our clients inside this program. And we would love to work with you and give you feedback along the way. So be sure to head over to bossproject.com slash incubator and apply. We would love to see you inside. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.